is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Little roller up along first, behind the back, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. See you, Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Tuned into Game On with Josh Silverberg. Game On! Talking all things sports. It's, it's Game On! Yeah, Game On! Game On! Right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday to you. This is Game On right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Joining you every single Friday. Or Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a lot to get to this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, check out my show and, of course, other great shows like Sports Loudmouths, Wise Guys, The Herd, The Bending Show, all of that and so much more right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And how can you check out those shows along with others, great articles as well? You can check us out on WorldwideSportsRadio.com. Check us out with our great articles that we have going on on the website, also check out our app, completely free, WWSRN on an iPhone or an Android. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Periscope. And if you want to see wonderful videos of Errol asking speedy, ridiculous questions, check that out on Snapchat as well. It's great content. We have a jam-packed show for you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get into so much stuff. The uh, New York Rangers making a big trade the other day for Vladimir Tarasenko. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. We're going to get into the NFL Hall of Fame, the New York Jets, really staking claim to that as well. Do that. And, of course, uh, the NBA took over Super Bowl week. And we'll get into all the NBA stuff. We're going to get into uh, the Super Bowl. Speedy's going to join me. Of course, got to thank Speedy PD uh, producing the show. If you want to call up the number as well, Speedy will put it on the ticker and as well on the Facebook page. If you want to call up the show as well, I will do my best to be able to be as loud as I can. Again, we're still working on getting a mixer. So I will do my best to get uh, my voice to project as loud as I can for the listeners who, if you're calling in to hear it. And of course, you can type in your comments on the Facebook page and get into that and so much more there's a lot to get into the number is 631-672-3108 there's a lot to get into a ton of stuff happened and this is super bowl week and uh there's been no buzz and i'll explain to you why that is the case and of course speedy and i will give our predictions we're going to break down positions um a little bit later in the show we'll get into that and so much more Love that little Frankie is listening to the show. Absolutely love it. And we're going to break down that stuff right now really quick. We're going to do our wonderful, wonderful rundown. And, of course, the number one topic, the KD and Kyrie trade, the Brooklyn Nets, are no more. Their super team is done. To me, that was not really a shock per se, but we'll dive into that a little bit. Rundown number two, we'll get into the Super Bowl. And, again, why there's no buzz to it and it doesn't generate anything. And number three – 
We'll also discuss the Vladimir Tarasenko deal, plus our buzzer beater as well. NFL awards happen. So, again, there's a lot to get into. Of course, we're on uh, every 20 minutes. We'll be going to a break. So, at 6.20, 6.40, and then at 7 o'clock, we will end it. But we start not with the Super Bowl, but it is Super Bowl week, which is insane to think about, right? There's no buzz this year with the Chiefs and the Eagles. I feel like nobody really cares that much. And why does nobody talk about or care about it? Well, <clears throat> I'll discuss that after. The reason it is happening is, number one, is the NBA. The NBA decided to take over Super Bowl week, and that's the risk you take when you decide to give a bye week in between the Super Bowl and the championship games. The NBA trade deadline fell on Thursday, and, of course, the Brooklyn Nets decided to take over this week. As I said on my show last Friday, once Kyrie asked for a trade out of Brooklyn, here's what happened. I said to everybody and all the listeners, this is going to ruin Super Bowl week because this is what the news is going to be about. It's going to strictly be about the NBA. Kyrie Irving, he goes to the Dallas Mavericks. Good luck to him. I don't really mean that because of the type of person that he is. And then the shocker overnight, uh, Thursday morning at around 1 a.m., we get the news, Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns for a lot of draft picks for Cam Johnson, uh, Mikael Bridges. So the Nets got some nice pieces back, but we're going to dive into this with the Brooklyn Nets. What ended up happening was KD Kyrie came here. James Harden was added to the mix. It was an unmitigated disaster. They won one playoff series their entire time here. One. And then the issue with that is we all assume this is a super team. That's it. It's done. It's over. The NBA is going to have to deal with the Brooklyn Nets now. You know, scary hour. It's Brooklyn's town now. The Knicks are no more. Yada, yada, yada. And it blew up in the Brooklyn Nets' face. And the reason for that is I feel like it started to tailspin once James Harden got here. Number one, James Harden did not want to be here. He wanted to be a Philadelphia 76er. They could not come to compensation. He got traded to the Brooklyn Nets, so he dealt with it. Went to Brooklyn. Was awful in his time in Brooklyn. He goes to Philly. He looks like the James Harden from five years ago. They trade him for Ben Simmons. It gets worse because Ben Simmons doesn't even play. And then Kyrie, it is four years here from quitting on the team in the bubble, not getting the vaccination, being an anti-Semitic and not saying that the and, and saying that the Holocaust didn't exist, to leaving a team for two or three weeks to go to a birthday party and dealing with stuff. Kyrie Irving in his four years here. By the way, asked for a trade over the summer. Then he asked for a trade again. So Kyrie Irving, in the end of this whole thing. The only thing he brought to the Brooklyn Nets was a disaster. That's the issue. And I I promise you, Frankie, I will get to your question about the the best QB currently right now in the NFL. I will get to that. I promise. But right now, with Kyrie, the issue with Kyrie is this. He's going to go to Dallas. He's in Dallas. He didn't want to be with the Nets anymore because the Nets weren't going to give him the extension. Joe Sy and Sean Marks said, nope, it's not going to happen. We're not doing it. We're not giving it to you. You've done enough damage being here. You haven't helped us win a championship. 
you've brought more drama than you've done good. Why am I going to bring you back? And then it's amazing what the the world that Kyrie lives in because you hear his press conference when he basically said he didn't feel appreciated here in New York and he didn't feel the fans and all that stuff were behind him. Well, yeah, they weren't behind you because you did the stupidest things you could possibly do. Forget the the vaccination thing. Listen, it's your body. If you don't want to get the vaccination, that's your right. But don't forget, he said he was sticking up for those that were anti-vax that were losing their jobs over this. Yet Kyrie was getting a paycheck when he sat out. If you were so behind those, you wouldn't have accepted that money. He took the money. He sat out. He got paid. And he goes to Dallas, and he's, he's going to try to work with Luka Doncic. And the thing about Luka is Luka needs the ball in his hands. Kyrie will help Dallas. Listen, the Western Conference, I thought it was wide open. And then Kyrie said, nope, not staying here. I'm done. And once Kyrie got traded, it was a snowball effect for the Brooklyn Nets. That's when you knew either Durant's going to finish this season or Durant's going to get traded in the summer. He wasn't going to get to Brooklyn next year. Yes. For a trade this offseason as well. Didn't want to be here anymore. You heard all about it. And then they got this done at Thursday at 1 a.m. in the morning. And now what this does is the Phoenix Suns, you would have to put them as the favorites in the Western Conference. You have to. I don't care where they are in the standings right now. You now have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, two of the best shooters in basketball on the same team, along with Chris Paul along with DeAndre Aiden and some nice depth pieces that they have. So what this did was this just made the Phoenix Suns a juggernaut in the Western Conference. And Chris Paul won't be here next year. He's going to be a free agent, so he won't be here next year. What this did was this as well. I think the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant, and I know, listen, Boston has all this depth. They have great pieces. Tatum, Brown. The Phoenix Suns to be are the favorites in, in the NBA right now. With Durant, with Booker, with Aiden, with Paul, you have to make them your favorite. And to me, when I look at how the Brooklyn Nets are going to operate going forward, they're going to be in the abyss for a very long time. It's going to be a while. Now, they're going to be a... I think a competitive team to watch. They have some nice pieces. They got a ton of draft picks. I mean, but the the issues of draft picks are going to be low draft picks, but you make what you can with them, right? The issue now is, is this going to damage the Brooklyn Nets as an organization? I don't think it does. And here's the reason why. It's not the Nets' fault that Kyrie just thinks he lives in Kyrie's world. Kyrie ruined his time in Cleveland when he had LeBron. He ruined his time in Boston when he had a very good Celtics team. And he ruined his time in Brooklyn when he had Kevin Durant. And don't forget, when Durant and Harden and him were on the floor together, when healthy, they were a very good team. And when Hart, and when Durant and Kyrie played together, I believe they were 18-2 and two or something before he got hurt. So the issue I have is I feel like Kyrie was looking out for himself, which is what he always does. This is what Kyrie Irving is. And if you don't think he's going to screw 
the Dallas Mavericks, of course he is. And I would imagine the Mavericks are going to do a wait-and-see approach with him and see how it goes. And with Dallas, if it doesn't work out, they'll let him go. But then you have to ask yourself, if you're a team out there, who's going to sign Kyrie Irving and wants to do this? Kyrie Irving is one of the best players in basketball. I'm not going to deny that, dispute that, anything. Who's going to want to take on this guy? He's a headache, and he's a head case, and he's nuts. Now, as far as Durant goes, Durant's in a great spot in Phoenix. Let's call it like it is. He's in a fantastic spot in Phoenix. That Western Conference, Durant's locked in with a contract. They have the nice pieces. I know they traded Bridges and Thomas and those guys. They still have a lot of good debt pieces. Now the issues you got to figure out is Chris Paul is going to probably leave him free to see what happens with DeAndre after this year. They have to figure that situation out. But you have to make the Phoenix Suns the favorites in the NBA. And they should be. I think they're better than Boston is right now. With that starting lineup. The Suns have a better starting lineup than the Celtics do. And I think that's going to be the finals now. It's going to be Boston and Phoenix. Now if Milwaukee... Or another team sneaks up there. Maybe Philly. I don't know. Sneaks in. Maybe. But I I just have. Now, Jalen Brown's going to be out with a facial fracture for a little bit. But he'll be back for the playoffs. Not a concern. But the Brooklyn Nets fans have to understand that it's going to be a long time before this team gets to back to where it was. And you're going to see, you know, you know, attendance-wise, they were 15th in the NBA, too, by the way. They weren't selling the place out. And now nobody's going to go to those games. Nobody's going to go to Barclays Center now and watch that. Now I think they'll make the playoffs this year. They're not going to go in some massive tailspin. It, it, it's To me, I just have to look at this going forward and say, where do the Brooklyn Nets go? Maybe they show a competitive team out there, which I think they will. And maybe a star wants to play there. Who knows? I don't know. We didn't think Durant and Kyrie were going to go there, and they did. Everybody thought they were going to go to the Knicks. I think once Durant hurt himself, the Knicks were out. So to me, when I look at it in a big picture with the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to take time to get better. This is going to sting, and it's going to hurt. And the fans feel betrayed, and rightly so. Because those guys quit. And why couldn't Kevin Durant be that leader for these guys? Why couldn't he just be the guy and be the person that says, I'm going to stand up for this team. I'm going to do this for the fans. I'm going to do this for this team. I'm going to show we're not going to be an easy out. And unfortunately, he's just like all the other guys in the NBA are today. Star wants to play with a star, wants to play with a star, wants to play with a star. It's not MJ versus Barkley anymore. It's not MJ versus Ewing anymore. It's not Malone <clears throat> versus MJ anymore. Everybody has to play with different stars. Now, look, Jordan had a star in Pippen. But early on, he did not. Ewing didn't really have a star to play with on the Knicks. Barkley didn't have a star. 
You can say Dan Marley. Dan Marley wasn't a star. But the thing was, too, is Jordan never tried to go out of his way to try to play with Charles Barkley. He never tried to say to Barkley, hey, come to Chicago and play with me and Scotty. He never went to Patrick Ewing and said, hey, come play with me and, and Pippen. Jordan liked the competition. These guys don't like the competition. They just want to play with their friends. That's the thing. And this is the problem I have with the NBA. Is the players are running this place. And it's got to stop. Get the competitive balance back. Enough already. The way the Celtics are doing it, that's the proper way. That's the right way to do it. And it's unfortunate that it's gone down this way. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I will answer all of Frankie's questions about who the best QB in the NFL is currently. It's definitely not Kyler Murray. Anyone that knows me knows that. Speedy's going to join me as well. We're going to get to our Super Bowl conversation. We're going to do a little bit. And I'm going to bring Speedy in as well. Do a little Vladimir Tarasenko conversation because he's a Ranger fan. Talk about that. Do our picks. We'll break down position by position. And we'll talk a little NFL Hall of Fame. And how about the Jets taking the awards, huh? Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Aaron Rodgers should think about that in his time of darkness. We'll be right back here on Game On. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Game On! Game On! We're back! You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Game On, right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Check out the free app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Before Speedy joins us, he's going to join us in a few minutes. I want to give a very big congratulations to all those that made it to the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, Zach Thomas, Joe Thomas, no, not related. Uh, I, I don't want to pull up the list that Speedy sent me because I know my computer is going to lag. So I don't want to do that. And how about the New York Jets? We'll start, of course, with a man that has deserved it for years and years. He was on the New York Sack, Sack Exchange, New York Sack Exchange in the seventies, um, and that would be Mister Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko is long overdue, you know, and everything like that. When you when you pull up Joe Klecko's numbers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up Klecko's numbers right now, really quickly. And again, I do it on my phone because I don't want my computer. To lag and everything like that. Joe Clacco, in his entire career, he played it from the 70s to the late 80s. Here's what he did Joe Clacco, 78 career sacks, had 20 and, one, 20 and a half sacks in one season, which is incredible. Nine fumble recoveries, by the way, which is amazing. One defensive player of the year, and all that. Thank you, Speed. This is why Speed is the best. So Joe Clacco has been long overdue for making this. And this has been a conversation for years and years. Finally got in. The list we have here is Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Don Coryell, who was a coach, Chuck Halley, Joe Clacco, and Ken Riley. So congratulations to all of them. It's crazy when you see the players nowadays that are in it, right? They're there that you grew up watching. And... <laughs> You know, to me, it's 
wild. But listen, the New York, the New York Sack Exchange, which, like I said, it consisted of, of uh, you know, it, it was it was a ridiculous Mark Gastineau, Joe Klecko, Marty Lyons, who does Jet Games, Abdul Salam. That was the New York Sack Exchange, and it was it's it's amazing when you look at what Klecko did and the impact that he had. Darrell Revis was one of my favorite players growing up. You know, and, and you you look at what Revis did in his entire career. You look at his, his career accolades. What I can, you know, I'll pull up 29 interceptions in his career. Uh, you, three touchdowns returned. One of them for 100 yards, which is crazy. 12 fumble recoveries. Two touchdowns. 496 combined tackles. Had two sacks in his career, and he won, I believe. I'm just going to make sure I get the numbers right for his accolades as well. See if I can pull them up. Let me see. Try to see if he won defensive player of the year. I believe he had. Let's see. He was four-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, 2010's All-Decade team, was on the All-Rookie team, Jets Ring of Honor, two-time first-team All-Big East player. And the Super Bowl champion, of course, with the New England Patriots. I would imagine the New York Jets are going to be in the Hall of Fame game. That's what I'm going to guess. They're going to be in the Hall of Fame game. Who they'll play, I don't know. But to see somebody like Darrell Reeves, who I grew up watching, and the guys that he, I mean, the rivalry he had with Randy Moss was fantastic. And he used to shut Moss out all the time. The only time Moss ever beat him was when he pulled his hamstring on a play. But he used to always shut down T.O., Chad Johnson, Andre Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Vincent Jackson, all these really good receivers that he played against. He would shut them down every single time. And I used to watch Darrell Revis, and I used to say to myself, you look at a guy like that, and you say, and everybody says, well, he doesn't put up the numbers. He doesn't have the interceptions. But here's what I say. Nobody ever threw in the ball. His what? They didn't want to. They called it Revis Island for a reason. So Darrell deserves it. Happy for him. All those guys. You know, I do think Torrey Holt's got to get in at some point. That definitely needs to happen. Uh, so, to me, I like Speedy's take on that Jets-Cowboys. That would be fun to watch. I know Errol's trying to convince me to drive to uh, Ohio to go see Revis's induction. I've been to one induction in my career, in my lifetime. And that was to see Piazza get in in 2016. So I've been to an induction for, for people, and that was a lot of fun. So we'll see. We'll see. And as far as the awards go, the New York Jets sweeping the board with the rookie awards. Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner winning defensive and offensive rookie of the year. So congratulations to them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, right speedy, I believe he won MVP again. So that's not a surprise. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I believe, won offensive player of the year. If I'm not mistaken, who won Defensive Player of the Year? It had to be, uh, yep. So Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year. No surprise there. And Coach of the Year was Brian Dable. So congratulations to Brian Dable. I think I did pretty good, Speedy, without looking at that. But I'm now going to bring my, my man in here, my analytics guy, 
He's got his Nick hat on because he's excited about Josh Hart's debut tonight. He well, doesn't know what to watch. No, Josh, Josh Hart, Hart is not playing tonight. He, he, what do you mean he's not playing? No, he he's not playing tonight. He did pass his physical. He's traveling there. He'll be there for the next game. He's not playing tonight. Well, that's not how, okay. Well, then I guess all eyes are going to be on Tarasenko tonight. Well, no, I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing my Knicks hat. I'm wearing my Knicks hat to be proud that I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Well, I was gonna. Uh, you agree with my points, right? That the Nets names you terrible. They're going to be in the abyss for a while. Oh yeah, but they're going to—I think they are going to be a competitive bunch. We'll see. Competitive is a very strong word in the NBA when pretty much half the conference makes the playoffs every year. Well, and... well, the thing is, they're not—they're not going to get blown out every game, and they have a—they have a good coach. I like Jock Vaughn. I mean, we'll see how good of a coach he really is with a lot of like third Listen, options. Listen, you can on only ask. A guy I like Mikael so Bridges, much. but still, like beyond that, you're not really. Yeah, but you can only ask a guy to do so much. And look, they got a lot of. I'm draft not saying picks. it's his fault, but still. No, I mean, look, they got a lot of draft picks back. I know the draft picks are going to be low, but they did get a lot of draft picks back, so that's helpful to them. I would say so. That's going to at least help their depth. And who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll play good enough where. Listen, Kyrie and KD. Nobody thought they were going to go to Brooklyn. Why can't the Nets be competitive enough? And a, and a super and a superstar says, "You know what? That looks not that bad." I hope go Ben there. Simmons is an enticing one to bring guys in. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and of course, I don't know what this is. They're doing an update now on my OneDrive. Of course, as I'm speaking right now, how wonderful! Oh yeah, bigger, yeah, technology, everybody. I love but, it. Look I know. This. I know what you were saying about the uh, just going back to the Hall of Fame. Definitely try to get out to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's fantastic. I've there. never been. I, I went there in 2013. To... It was fantastic. I was talking to Arrow about it, and Arrow said to me, "He goes, we should drive there." And I said, "I'll, I'll think about it. It's not a bad idea." With, with Darrell and Klecko, you know, you go to the Hall of Fame game. I mean, I don't give a crap about the Hall of Fame game. I'll probably stay for five minutes and say I'm bored. You know, because the NFL, you know. Which, really quickly, I do want to get into the whole – before we get to our stuff and everything, the reason why the NFL has no buzz this week is because the stupid bye week happened, and then the NBA took over. They have to stop with this bye week. Just play the freaking game. Just play it. There's there, This is the least amount of buzz I can remember for a Super Bowl. There's nothing. Because the NBA trade deadline fell in it. The bye week is a killer for them. There's no reason for it to happen. There's no reason for them to even have this bye week because after next week or after Monday, these guys are going to have off till June. The fans want the game to happen. Just play it. It makes no sense. It doesn't do anything. You're not getting the fans riled up for waiting for two weeks. What you're doing is you're annoying them because you're making them wait two weeks. This game has zero buzz to it this year. Nothing. I think you want the players to be as healthy as possible, though. Too, oh, so. stop it. I understand what you're saying here with that, but let's call it like it is. It's not about if the players are healthy or not, right? It's not about that. It's what you're doing is you're making the fans and you're making the networks wait two weeks. And then last week I had to watch that Pro Bowl. Game. I didn't even watch it, by the way. I didn't even watch that. I haven't watched a Pro Bowl in nine years. I have no interest in it. The bye week is stupid. It's a pointless thing. Media Day used to be so much fun. It was funny. Now it's just dumb. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. I think it's 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 garbage to me. I don't like it. I understand where you're coming from. Make the players healthy as possible. I think it's silly. 
I think all you're doing is standing. I'm just gonna put this theory out for the l- l- less buzz. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the NBA trade deadline and LeBron breaking the scoring record and all that with the, with all their storylines. But also, I think it's also just being that there's two teams that just won too. Like, there's no new buzz. Like the Rams finally made it last year. The Bengals for the first time in ages made it last year too. Yeah, no, I get that. But the thing of it too is the the problem is if it is extended every which the NFL is going to be now till week uh, week 18. So right. I mean, imagine the NBA trade deadline's going to fall around this week every year. No, I know. I think it was a little earlier. And that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I think it was a little earlier this year. But, yeah, even so, I, I think a lot of that just has to do with the, the fact that there's new new teams. I think if, if like, let's say the Super Bowl was the, Bill, was the Bills against the Vikings, there'd be a lot more storylines, especially with the whole DeMar Hamlin. Thing. I understand it, but here's the problem. Once, And I said this on the show last Friday, Speedy, and you heard it. When Kyrie announced he wanted to be traded, I said on this show, and you remember when I said it, that's going to take all the buzz out of this week. Because wherever Kyrie goes, Durant's going to want to go. Do you think that would have happened, though, with the Super Bowl if it was just the week after, though? I don't th- I don't know if that would have No, I think if the Super Bowl was last week, it would have been fine. You th- Yeah, it would have. Right. It would have still had its normal amount of media coverage in comparison to Kyrie, which is just speculation. Let me ask, let me ask you this question. I believe the Mavericks are playing the Suns Sunday. I believe that's the case. If you want to look that up. Okay. I believe they're playing Sunday. Now, Durant's obviously not going to play. He's still hurt. Okay. No, they're me, no, they're not. Their their next matchup is March fifth. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Sunday. Let me ask you this question: If the Suns were playing the Mavericks on Sunday, and you had KD versus Kyrie, and you had the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Which game are you watching? Which game would you rather watch? The Super Bowl. I'd rather watch the I'd rather watch the basketball game. I think there's going to be a level of pettiness, but I, I again I don't really care about that over a game of such magnitude. Like it's a regular no, season game. No, I'd rather watch that game because that's so much more intrigue. I want to see Durant and Kyrie go at it. They just got traded. They just got let go. I want to see that. Okay. That's what I'd rather see. All right. I mean, the Super Bowl I, I, has no interest to in me this I, year. I'm I, sorry. I, th- it's, I just it's, think the magnitude is still like if they met in the playoffs, that might be different. But and these are two major fan bases, by the way. And I think the other problem is too is the way the Eagles got to the Super Bowl. That's the other problem. They had the easiest path to the Super Bowl. They played the Giants, who didn't belong there, and they played the 49ers, who were on their fourth string quarterback. No, that I get was that. the problem. I get that. I I just think though too, just having two like. Teams that were just there too, and that's the problem too. I think people are Mahomes out. Yeah, some fans are are definitely thinking that way. And I, the, same, I think they're Mahomes out. And the same I again, the same kind of, the kind of thing with the Eagles. They were just they just won five but, years ago. So, but you know what the but you know what the problem is? Here's the problem: Mahomes isn't going anywhere for a while. No, I'm not. I'm not denying. So that that's that's the thing. And the, and the question was asked before by Frankie is who is the best quarterback currently in the NFL? It's Patrick Mahomes. I thought Burrow could have gotten there if he won that game, but it, it it's Mahomes. Everything he does, the way he, the the, magi- the magical plays that he does on the field, he how he is in the pocket. He lost Tyree Kill in the offseason. You know what he does? He goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no. I mean, it's you know, it's it's to me, it's Mahomes, and I think Burrow is second. Burrow is there. He's close. But now, we have to remember, Mahomes has not even played a single road playoff game yet, if you can believe that in his career. Mm -hmm. Has not done that. He's been to a Super Bowl. I believe he's been in the NFL for... This is fifth year as a starter. Fifth year as a starter. So he's been to the Super Bowl... 
three times. An AFC championship every year. Should have won the Patriot one. Should if D Ford didn't go offsides. So he should have went to that one. Yeah, and they knew what it So the one you legitimately lost was the Cincinnati one. Okay. That's well, a legitimate one because well, they should have went to the one the first year when they lost the kid to New England. Or if they didn't if put D4 Daniel Sorensen in coverage forever. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, though. But if D4 doesn't jump off sides, I mean, Jesus. I mean, they're going to that game. They're going to that game. They're going to that game. Let's get into right now some breakdown of positions. You're prepared for this, Speedy. You knew this was happening. Uh-huh. So let's, let's do some breakdowns and, and everything. You knew this was going to happen. All right. I warned you. Mm-hmm. I said to you this morning in the, in the thing. Yes, you did. I did. I had you prepared. I'm ready to go. I know, I'm not trying to. I don't screw you. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, obviously, quarterback position. That's easy, and everything like that. We know where that stands. It's Mahomes. Boy, oh boy, the 49ers do not like Jalen Hurts. Brandon Ayuk said, "I'm I'm going to put all my money in my bank account on the Chiefs winning this game." That's my guy. There we go. <laughs> yeah, very, very upset. To me, Mahomes is the guy over Hurts. This is going to, in my eyes, we're really going to get to see what... I like what James said. Durant and Kyrie belong in a psych ward. <laughs> like yeah, that you're sounds, you're a, not wrong. That sounds about that's right. Not, to me, Hurts is really going to show what he really is. Now, if Hurts has a good game, great. Wonderful. I don't want to hear the excuses of his shoulder. Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. So if both quarterbacks are gimpy. Mahomes is the better quarterback. Running back position, I like I like Pacheco a lot. Hmm. I do. Now, Philly's got some nice running backs. We know that. I'm a big Isaiah Pacheco fan. I like him. You know what I like about Pacheco, too? He's a good yards after the catch guy, too. That's yeah. a big thing with him that I've noticed with him, too. But he was, I think he came from Rutgers, didn't he? With the yep. Rutgers? Rutgers, seventh-round pick. That's it, baby. Seventh round is the way to go. Brock Purdy, Isaiah Pacheco, you're going to pick somebody, go in the seventh round, make an impact. That's what you're going to do. To me, I like where the running backs for the Chiefs are. I know, Speedy, you're probably going to say the Philly running backs are better. Well, collectively, like as a, as a, as a duo or a trio, if you want to call it that, yeah, they're, they're better. I think Isaiah Pacheco, you could argue, is the better individual, if you want to yes. go, go with that. Because McKinnon's really just a pass-catching back. He's not really a great pure runner. And then Ronald Jones has been barely used all year, too. That's your No, you got to go Boston Scott. Well, no, no I know. I'm, I'm saying for comparing trios, he, the top And he three. still didn't play the Giants two weeks ago, and he still scored a touchdown. Yes, that I, is. I actually, I actually did bet that. Two weeks ago, I said, Boston Scott scored a touchdown. I didn't bet that. Yeah, maybe they did that for Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> no, you know. Uh, receivers, listen, we know where that's going to go. I'm not counting the tight end. Right. Okay? Philly's got Devontae Smith and uh, H.A. Brown. I think that's all you need to say about that. Yeah. You know, I think that ends it all, be all. But to me, I like where the Chiefs are with their receiving core. I do. Now, Michael Hardman is out this game. That's a big loss for Kansas City. The funny thing is, watch Kadarius Tony have 150 receiving yards on Sunday, and Speedy's going to get clobbered. No, this is the, this is the James Bradbury versus Kadarius Tony Bowl. I've accepted one of them is going to win a championship. That's, listen. Well, now, hold on. Bradbury did say he liked to return to the Giants when he's a free agent, though. That's fine. He can come back. He did say that. He can K- come back. Kadarius Tony's not going to come not, back. Not for $15 million a year, but he can come back. No, Kadarius Tony's not coming back. And then, of course, no. you got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's not what he was three years ago in Pittsburgh. But still a nice role play. But the, 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 the Eagles have the better receivers. You know what Brown can do. Devontae Smith can do. All of that. 
that's the dynamic duo right there. Then, of course, the tight end position is what we've been discussing. It. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Yeah. Uh, he makes everything happen. I don't want to hear about the back issue. He's fine. He's good. We sh- he showed it two weeks ago against Cincinnati and everything like that. So he's good. Offensive line is interesting. This is where I'm going to lean on you, Speedy, for this one. Because I feel like there's kind of a tilt. Because both have good offensive lines. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what's his name? The, the, the tackle they got from Baltimore. Um, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. He didn't have a great year. He's had a good playoff. Yeah. I, I'm still, oh man, it's hard. I don't know, Speedy. See, it's, a, the, it, I, it's, it's hard to say because they're both almost 1-2 in the league. When yeah, I well, yeah. I, I'm going to give the slight edge overall to the Eagles just because I think the the Chiefs, in terms of a run-blocking perspective on their offensive line, aren't as good on the right side. I I think Orlando Brown is a better he, – he's probably the only one that's a better run-blocker than pass-blocker on that line, and he's had some deficiencies in pass-blocking, especially this year at the beginning of the season. And the Eagles really only have one guy that's an issue pass-blocking-wise where he's just, like, decent but not great, and that's Jordan Mailata, their left tackle. Everyone else is a really good pass-blocker on that Eagles team, and they're all great run-blockers. They're all high-rated run-blockers, especially on the but right side. But now in Kansas City, you do line. have Humphreys, and you have Thune, and you no, do I, have I Brown, know. who's playing better. No, I know. Trey Smith is a fantastic right guard, too. But yes. Andrew Wiley is the right tackle – is probably among the 10 offensive linemen, probably the worst of the bunch. So, like, he's probably just league average. So, that probably gives it a slight edge, in my opinion, to the Eagles. Okay. So, we said quarterback, Chiefs, running back. I said Kansas City. You said Philly as a duo. Mm -hmm. Receiver, Philly. Tight end, Kansas City. Offensive line, Philly. So I believe that gave Philly the the edge on offense, if I'm not mistaken, with the position rankings, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe it did. Yep. Yes. So Philly got the advantage on there. But again, the quarterback play is what matters. Mahomes and Hurts, who are you taking? You're taking oh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Exactly. You're taking Mahomes. Not even close. Defense is interesting. Now, these are both teams that do get to the to the quarterback. Um, I, can't, I read this stat correctly. Am I correct? Did Chris Jones have his first ever career playoff sack yep. two weeks ago? Yep, you're right. That's wild. How's that guy not had like eight or nine sacks in the playoffs? Ah, it's, that's crazy. No, he has, a, he, has, he has over 20 quarterback pressures in the playoffs. But I guess no, that's fine. But he's not, he's just, just, when I, when I, I saw that, he's not like, the guy what? that finishes the play. Somebody else finishes the play, especially in SmackDown's yeah, defense. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you're going to get the defensive line. I, I guess you'd probably have to give it to, I would say, oh, God. See, because Jones makes a difference. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Philly has a little more depth on their defensive yeah, line. Yeah, right. So that's where I got to get. I got to give it to Philly. Yeah, they're five deep on the interior. Yeah, I mean, I know. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Livall Joseph, and Adam Kasu. Like, most, most teams don't have, like, two guys that good. <laughs> no, I know. And then the linebackers, you got to give to Philly, too, I would imagine. You probably I mean, that's closer, though, because Nick Bolton is very good for Kansas Nick Bolton is good, but what about Sweat on um, – Well, does Sweat count Philly? as a linebacker or an edge rusher? Because he's really more of a defensive end. See, that's what it comes down to is I was, I was looking at it as – a linebacker because they he, they do line him up on the linebacker position, but they make him an edge rusher, kind of like what Green Bay used to do with Clay Home Clay Matthews, right? They listed yeah. him as a D end, but he was a linebacker edge rusher. 
You know what I mean? That's what right. they did. Yeah, like, and they Khalil did the same thing, thing, did the same thing in Chicago. So, yeah. And Hassan Reddick does sometimes does that too, where he'll line up as the stand, stand-up linebacker. So, again, if you want to either cancel those out or you want to say uh, just judging the coverage linebackers, then it's you're judging Nick Bolton and and Willie Gay versus Kaiser White and TJ Edwards, which the Chiefs would, I think, have the advantage there if you want to just take out the pass rushers. If you want to add the uh, the pass rushing-type linebackers, it probably goes to the Eagles because then you have to factor in Reddick. So stats. that's what it is. So I would say yeah. the line and the linebackers do go to Philly. I was leaning towards Philly anyway. Now, the DBs are interesting. I know people are raving about the Philly DBs. Did you watch what they did to Joe Burrow, Kansas City, two weeks ago? That was impressive. Two interceptions, massively big. Now, Philly's going to get the edge on D with the DBs. But I like where Kansas City's DBs are. That was impressive what they did two weeks ago against Burrow. Mm-hmm. I thought – you heard what I said. I said I thought Cincinnati was going to go in there and wallop the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs had a shot. You remember I said that? Yeah, I know. And you said, you said I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm telling you, Mahomes is hurt. This is an opportunity for Burrow to do – and all the Chiefs – all the Bengals kept doing that was a mistake was they kept talking trash. It was the worst thing they did. They did it too much. They kept adding on and egging it on and doing too much. I'll give the edge to Philly for their defensive backfield. But don't sleep on – it's close. Everybody's talking about all these DBs on Philly and how great they are. I love what the Chiefs did against Burrow. That was impressive. And take this into account too, by the way. The Chiefs so far in the playoffs have played Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and have stymied them in those two games. They did. That's right. Don't mess with my comeback, Jax. Okay. The Eagles have played Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson. And you have to take into account that the Chiefs have been here before. They have the experience. God, the last thing I need is Nick Sirianni winning the Super Bowl, though. Oh my god! Last thing I need is the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. So I honestly don't even care who wins the Super Bowl because you gotta remember, I picked San Fran and Cincinnati two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that was I wanted the Super Bowl rematch from the eighties. That's I, I wanted that too. I, I yeah, but I, did, I, I wanted that. Remember rematch. last week? I do. I did warn you about teams like on these double digit win streaks. It doesn't always last. <laughs> I I wanted that eighties rematch of San Fran and Cincinnati. Montana versus Sison. That's what I wanted. We didn't get that. We get the most boring Super Bowl hype on the planet. And then we have Rihanna doing the Super Bowl halftime show this year. Which I guess, listen, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I'm sure Rihanna's going to probably do something sexual, probably, or something she's going to do. You know how they, you know, you know how she is. going to do something. But, Speedy, who is your pick? Who are you going with? All right, so there's a couple of factors I'm going to take in. Because you mentioned the Eagles secondary. They're outside corner. Oh, wait. We had to do special teams and coaching. We forgot special teams okay. and coaching. All right. Yes. I, I just want to say outside corner goes to the Eagles. I think the rest of the secondary goes to the Chiefs, though, because I like them a little more in the slot. And I like them a little more collectively with the safety depth. Chauncey Garner-Johnson is the best safety on, of either team. But beyond that, I don't love the Eagles' safeties after that. Okay. So you would go you would go KC. KC with the slot and safeties. Eagles gotcha. with outside corners. So it seems like the edge would go on defense to Philly right now. Yeah. The line and the linebackers. Yeah, a lot. And again, linebackers. And even some of the corners, too. Yeah, and line, outside corners for sure is Eagles. But yes. I like Trent McDuffie, though, too. He did play very well, and he has had a nice rookie season. As far as special teams go, um, you would know this better than me. I'm not going to lie to you about that. 
Obviously, you have Bucker, who's done it before. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I would give the advantage to Kansas City. Um, but again, you know better than me. And, and of course, coaching, I'm going to give the Kansas City as well. Yeah, I am too. Kansas City is the best collective coaching coordinator combination in the league right now with Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, and Eric Bieniemy. And I would give the special team to the Chiefs, too, because they have a lot of guys that can return kicks on that team. You're talking about you're talking about Canarius uh, Tony who could do that. You're talking about Jarek McKinnon who could do that. And there's, they have a lot of different guys, and I love Bucker as a kicker. Jake Elliott's a good kicker, too, but I do like, uh, I do like Harrison Bucker a little more. Uh, before we get into the uh, the picks, uh, you do have a caller. I have a caller. Yes, you do. Oh my goodness! Who's the caller? Hey, this is James uh, from Long Island. <laughs> you, James is he's calling back again. What's up, man? How you doing, Josh? I don't I'm know. I'm good, if you guys man. Are up to the hockey. I don't know if you guys are up to the hockey segment yet, but uh, I figured I put my two cents in about the Ranger trade it. and the uh, the Islander uh, Horvat signing. Go for it. About. I know you want to. Sh- you want to share. Go for it. Um, I love the Tarasenko trade. How can you? I think not? the Rangers needed a right wing that could snipe. So I think that's going to work out for them. We'll see. Well, we'll see. But um, yeah, I think they have three tough lines now: forward lines and their fourth line. You know, they piecemeal here and there, but I think they're looking good going into the playoffs. They might pick up a few uh, grittier guys. Add depth and stuff like that. You might see Tyler Mott back. Yes, that's who I want back. I want Tyler Mott back. That's the guy I want. He's only getting paid a million dollars in Ottawa. There's no reason why he should not be back. I don't know. Errol's crazy. He thinks the Rangers are still going to try to get Patrick Kane. I think he's out of his mind. I don't think that's happening. Um, No. Did you see Kane was uh, upset? He's upset. Tarasenko got traded to the Rangers. He's not happy. He's kind of off limits now. He's 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 not happy. He threw a hissy fit about it today. He was not happy. Speedy, I don't know if you saw that. Yep, but no. uh and that, you could keep your ten and a half million dollars. We'll take Tarasenko at three point seven five. No, yes. yeah, I don't I don't want Kane. <laughs> I don't want Kane. But um, oh, man. Yeah, and uh Horvath's down with the Islanders. Good for the Islanders. I mean, I hope they're competitive for the next uh no years. <laughs> you're, not, you're so full of it. You don't wish no, anything good on that team. Like it's I said, last week, it's good to have all the um, all the metropolitan teams good. Devils, Islanders, Rangers. If they all get in the playoffs, it'll be uh, there'll be a lot of trash talk. And I know I have a lot of Islander friends, a few Devil friends. Well, you got you know right now, James. You you might have uh, Rangers Devils in the first round right now. That's I know, like, and I hope you know. Which I don't know how the Devils Truba, are going to do because Hughes I hope is hurt. first shift Truba knocks Hughes into freaking <laughs> the next uh, atmosphere, <laughs> the next galaxy. Well, I will Just say like this: I heard Padre is still uh, still doesn't know his name yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. I will say uh, this: God. I, I will but, say um, this. Listen, I, I feel like the Devils are going to rush to get Meyer now because of the Hughes injury. That's going to yeah, they're definitely going to do some. I hope they don't, but I think I think someone in the East is going to get Timo. It's yeah, going to be it the Devils. Inevitable. Devils are, the Devils are going to throw all their chips in. Yeah, they have to because we'll Hughes see, is out. I, I kind of wanted the Rangers to get him because I like he, he does everything. That guy. Yeah, it wasn't going to um, work. They're, 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 they're going to have to give up a lot, though. They're going to give up too much. Timo Meyer's a young, younger player. They're going to have to give up a lot more than they did for Tarasenko. No, I know. And they I got know. the defenseman. And they got the I defenseman, just hope, too. I hope right. Sanko stays healthy and all that. But, no, Sanko thing is perfect. 
Yeah, plus. Yeah, plus. no, I I love the. I mean, they gave up Sammy Blyce, Blaze, and uh, and a uh, first rounder. I think they had two of them. So they had two of them. So which whichever whichever one is the lower one, that's the one the Blues get. And if somehow it goes into the lottery this year, then the Blues get it for next year. So it gets yeah. moved to next year. So essentially, they 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 got the lower of the two. They got this kid. Who's the prospect they got, Speedy? Uh, Stuart Skinner, who was Stuart lower. Skinner. He was like the 10th prospect in the Rangers it, system. So. Yeah, so he was 10th. He forced his way to the Rangers. That's right. the problem. I think that's what and it was. And the, the Blues are still taking out half his salary, too, which is great for the Rangers. I mean, it's crazy what they got. I don't even know. All right, know. guys. Sorry even... to go, but I just pulled up for my daughter. All right, like, James. I'll talk to you later, man. Good talking to you. I'll speak to you soon, bud. All right, man? Be good. Say hi to the family for me. Let's go, Rangers, James. All right, let's go. Let's go. That's James. I was listening on and off. Uh, don't worry about it. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. All right, it. man. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Later, James. That's James, ladies Bye-bye. and gentlemen. Massive Rangers fan. He's my neighbor, of course, next door. Um, I'm in all of his fantasy leagues with him. He's a massive Ranger fan. He's a huge Islander hater. He can't stand them. So if you could tell, when he so that's why that's the thing. When he tries to compliment the Rangers, uh, the Islanders, I call him out on his BS because it's so not true. Um, he wishes. Terrible things on the Islanders. I know he does. <laughs> um, but, um, no, listen, we just kind of – we'll get back to our picks really quickly, and then I'll get to my buzzer beater. But, uh, Speedy, you kind of gave your, your gist on the on the Tarasenko deal, and I did as well. Listen, it's a great deal for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's a win for them. They basically gave up essentially nothing. Uh, um, what I was more shell-shocked at was, was listening to Arrow last night compliment the Rangers on that deal because I swear I could have sworn he was going to say it's a terrible deal for the Rangers. And I I, I said, I, I called him before the show and I said, you're going to say something so negative about this trade. I know you will. You'll find something to nitpick at it. You'll say this kid, Spencer Skinner, is going to be a great player. You'll see. They did this. They did something. And he says, I got to He said, I have to do research on the trade. I fully respect that. But as a Ranger fan, I gave him the insight on all these things. I said, Sammy plays awful. Yeah. That was a terrible trade to be given up with Butch Davich. Uh-huh. They gave him a fourth round, which goes to a third round pick. Wow. And they gave up Spencer Skinner, who was the 10th overall prospect for the Rangers. Right. They didn't give up Kraftsoff. They didn't give up Ottman. They didn't give up any of the kids. Robertson, they, didn't yeah. give up, they didn't give up both first round draft picks. They didn't give up a second round draft pick. They didn't give up Coulier. They didn't give up Zach Jones. They didn't do any of that stuff. They get up the lower the and they get the lower the first round pick. They got the defenseman who is going to be in the lineup tonight, which Schneider. They then got half fifty percent of the salary paid. And the, the truth of the matter is, people you know, people were saying that Tarasenko was just not happy this year. He wasn't happy because he was on a terrible Blues team. They weren't going anywhere. He knew they weren't going to be resigned. It was in his head. Now he goes to a rage team. He gets to play with one of his best friends in Artemi Panarin. The Rangers have one of the absolute best lines in hockey now with Panarin, Zabanajad, and Tarasenko. We'll see if it works out. Zabanajad and Panarin have been okay. Um, I expect a guy like Tyler Mott to be back here. You you bring nice. Tyler Mott back. You put Mott on the fourth line with Goodrow, and you could put VC on that fourth line. They got Krasov in the lineup tonight. They're giving him another shot. They're giving him another crack. And they're putting him on the line with Trocek and Kreider. So they who have by the way had great chemistry those two so far. Yeah. So you really, you're really you're giving crafts off everything you possibly can to be successful. I like the idea of Tarasenko on the second power play unit. I like Hito getting the first power play time because he's earned it. 
And now what you do is you add depth to that second power play unit now with Keontre Miller, with Tarasenko, and with Trocek. You're going to see a combination there. Uh, we'll see how long that top line stays on for. They could break it up. You could possibly have Panarin go, you know, you could possibly have Panarin go back down with, with, with Trocek. You know that kid line is now staying still for the rest of the season. That's yeah. not being touched. That's mm-hmm. not going to be touched. Right. Um, Lafreniere still needs to figure out what player he is. Is he a grinder or is he a scorer? You need to figure that out with him. He's looking like a bust. He scored, I believe, two goals in the last two games. Right. So that's been good for him and his confidence. We'll see if that builds. Kako's been improved, but he's not where he needs to be just yet. And it pains me even more when I see Jack Hughes thriving right now because the Rangers were a pick away from getting Jack Hughes. So we'll see with that. Kako statistically is not where you want him to be, but in terms of the other stuff, like the the little things on the ice, I think he's done better. No, this I agree with you. That's where I've seen the improvement. He's starting to use his body more, which I like. He's starting to use his speed more as well, and he's going to the net, which I like about him. That was his big thing when he was a prospect, was he went to the net a ton. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that much since he's been here. I feel like he's been very skittish right. since he's been here. Hedo's using his body a lot more, which I like. Lafreniere needs to figure out what he is. Are you going to be a grinder or are you going to be a scorer? Which one are you going to be? You got to stay up with Kako and Hedo. You got to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. That's the fact. And, and Lafreniere was very clutch for the Rangers in the playoffs last yep. year. He was. He was very good for them in the playoffs. All three of them were very good last year. The Rangers are deep. Um, I like that their, def- their defensive six is set. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Thank Truba God they didn't trade for another to... veteran defenseman again. They actually got somebody young who could actually Yes, skate. exactly. He's 26 years old and can actually do the job. And Kako's ecstatic that he's here, by the way, because he's finished right. also. Uh-huh. So he's ecstatic about that. I like where the Rangers are. Um, but, Speedy, let's finish up. Who is your pick for the Super Bowl and why? All right. So I am going to – this is going to be a very close game. I'm going to factor in, though, two things when, it, when, when picking this, though, is the slot matchup with the Chiefs' offense and the Eagles' defense. Because, like I said, they, I think – Avante Maddox is a good corner, but how healthy is he? Uh, he played a little, he played a little bit in the 49ers game, but obviously they had the big lead, so they they took him out of the game. And also, like I said, their strong safety position is still not great. You got a rotation of Marcus Epps and Reed Blankenship, and who knows how long they don't have they don't have Malcolm Jenkins and Radley McLeod like their other Super Bowl team that had good safety. So if they the Chiefs are going to try to decoy those other defensive backs too, and I think they have the capabilities of doing that with Juju Smith-Schuster either for a physical guy or Kadarius Tony slash Sky Moore for yards and for the catch guy. So I think it's a matchup to watch. I like Jarek McKinnon as well as a matchup advantage in this game too because the offensive lines and the defensive lines you would expect to cancel out. Both of them are fantastic. The Eagles still iffy against the run, but again, they're still per carry. They're, I think, ninth in the league per carry. They're just 15th overall. And then they lead the league in sacks. The Chiefs are second in the league in sacks and have an eighth-ranked Overall rushing defense, they have and a middle. This is why he's my numbers guy. And they have a middle of the pack yards for carry defense, so it's kind of the same. So expect both those matchups to cancel out. The question is how much Jalen Hurts is going to run volume wise, because I think he's going to get some big runs to counter those blitzes that Spagnuolo is going to like to do, and. I think he's going to get some big chunk runs, but how often is he going to run is a question. Now, here's the thing that I don't think will be as favorable for the Eagles. Devontae Smith, I think this is a tougher matchup for him against either Legereus Sneed or against Trent McDuffie, who have played well when they've been healthy in the postseason. Sneed obviously left the game against the Bengals, which hurt which hurt for a little while because Tyler Boyd was going off on them until he got hurt. And Devontae Smith is that kind type of guy, quicker guy, route-running type guy, who I expect to line up in the slot. A.J. Brown, I think, will get his. And then Dallas Goddard might get his, but again, he I, 
he did well against the Giants. Didn't wasn't much against the 49ers. We'll so we'll see. And Jalen Hurts passing volume too. He's only had to throw less than 200 yards in each game so far this season. He hasn't played anybody. And that's where I think the other thing too is the Eagles, being that they've blown a lot of teams out. How battle tested will they be in the fourth quarter in a closer game too? So for that reason, and for the reason of Patrick Mahomes, the way he's overcome adversity. I'm going to take the Chiefs in a close one. I think you're going to see a lot like the Bengals-Chiefs game. You're going to have Mahomes rely on a lot of his receivers at first, getting yards after the catch, spacing. Travis Kelsey's going to get his because the Eagles, middle of the field, especially with their linebackers, a little smaller. So he'll get his, and I think they'll rely on yards after the catch. And then you'll see the athletic Mahomes, the explosive Mahomes, come through in the fourth quarter. So give me the Chiefs in this one, 27-24. All right, I'm going to do mine quickly. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs as well in this game. I like where the Chiefs are. I am looking at what Speedy said in regards to the numbers and the statistics, but it's also the playmaking ability. And look at the teams that they've beaten so far. They beat Jacksonville and Cincinnati. The Eagles haven't been tested. They have not been here before. The Chiefs have. Mahomes is going to do this again, I think. Mahomes is not going anywhere for a while, folks. You better get used to it. It's just the facts. He's the best quarterback in football. That's all there is to it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs this one. I'm going to say 31 to 28. I'm going to go. Harrison Bucker's going to kick a field goal at the end of the game. Ah. Two minute drill. And that's how the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. All righty. All right. And that's it for football for us this year, Speedy, until the offseason when Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets. Oh, you think it's Aaron Rodgers? I think it'll end up being Derek Carr. We'll see. <laughs> you still think it's Carr? I do. I, I, I just think it'll end up being Carr. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Either either way, uh, um, the uh, the bet on the sports lab mouse will not favor Jets. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was. Hey, listen, it could be Lamar Jackson. We don't know. We I don't think know. I think Lamar Jackson will be traded, but I don't I don't know if the I don't know if Joe Douglas is going to want the price that the Ravens are going to want. We'll see what happens. But let's get to my buzzer beater right now, Speedy. Let's do it. And my buzzer beater is in regards to the buzz or lack thereof nice. of the Super Bowl. There's been none. There hasn't been any. We discussed it earlier. It's been garbage leading up to this week. Not to mention that Kevin Durant got traded to the area that's hosting the Super Bowl. Does it help? It's been – I've been listening to talk shows all week. All the talk show hosts have said it. There's no buzz. There's nothing to talk about. I talked to Errol about it. There's been – it's boring. There's nothing happening. There's nothing been – there's not been anything exciting about it. And what this tells me is this. The NFL – needs to figure out a way where it doesn't make this bye week happen anymore or make sure you talk to the NBA about doing trade deadline changes. That's my buzzer beater. Thank you so much to the fans. Thanks, Jace, for calling in. Thank you, Speedy PD, as always, for chiming in as well. Don't forget to check out my show and other great shows like Sports Loudmouth, The Wise Guys, The Herd, The Betting Show, all these great shows that we have right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Check us out at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Check out our app as well. WWSRN on Apple and Android, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and so much more. Speedy, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Going home, I know you're going back to Connecticut, so enjoy that. Have a great time. Yes, Have enjoy whatever. Uh, enjoy whatever Super Bowl party you are going to. I am. My Super Bowl party is on my couch in my house, looking at my 70 inch TV and watching it that way because I don't feel like going anywhere. Well, oh, no, no, I, I figure you might have been hosting it. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were hosting it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Nice. I'm staying home. Enjoy I'm all the food, home. all the beer that you'll be having. <laughs> yep, I got the, I'll have the beer. I'll get myself something to, to pick up. I'll watch it. Melissa's not going to watch it except for the halftime show probably. 
Uh, Caleb will watch five minutes and he'll say, I want something else on TV. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go that route, but we're going to, we're going to stay home this year. Keep it easy. Keep it simple and do it that way. But I hope the fans out there, if you are going out, please be careful. Please be conscious of your decision-making as well. All right. Just because it's Sunday night, there's going to be a lot of cops out that night. So just be self-aware, make the right decisions. Just be careful. Enjoy the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy everything. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. This has been Game On. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. And go Chiefs. You're, you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.